Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Simply Saltos, the podcast where it is called Gymnastics. I'm Katie. And I'm Talia. Welcome to episode two, What the Heck is the Gymternet? If you haven't already checked it out, our first episode, What is a Salto, is available now and goes over our name in some basic gymnastics terms. Also, make sure you check out our website while you're listening or after to see any links, GIFs, or videos that we think might add to the episode. Just head over to simplysaltos.com to access it. Hi, friends. Editing Katie here. I just want to say thank you so much for your patience and apologize for the delay in the release of this episode. I know it took a little bit longer than we wanted it to, but I do appreciate you bearing with us. Well, bearing with me, really. Talia has done an incredible job picking up my slack this last week. Unfortunately, I've had a lot going on in my personal life that's been very time-consuming. I'm currently in the process of moving for the second time this year and helping two family members sell their houses, so I got a little sidetracked. I apologize, but we're really proud of this episode, and we hope you enjoy it. From now on, before we start each episode, we're going to do a little thing to show appreciation for the current things in the gymnastics community, and I'll go first. This week, I'm grateful for Chelsea Memel's new coach, her toddler, Audriel. Somehow, this kid knows more skills than me, is more flexible than me, is stronger than me, and she's like two, maybe three? Yeah, she can't be She can't be older than three or four. No, she's definitely not four, but I think she like just maybe if she t- turned three throughout like the pandemic, maybe. Yeah. But Chelsea's um, latest video, at least as of now, um, showing her daughter like giving Chelsea pointers while doing drills um, and giving her tips and stuff is just, it's just content that you love to see. Yeah. She, she was like coaching Chelsea on how to do a pack or, or a shapash at one point and then tried how to try a shapash. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And she was doing all the skills with um, yeah. Coach Andy's help. Mm-hmm. Like she's doing all the skills that like Chelsea was doing for her conditioning that day. And I was like, Oh my God. So cute. so cute. That kid that kid probably is gonna have like so much core strength. It's not even funny. Oh, it's, she's gonna have so much strength. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This week I'm grateful for Jordan Childs and her bar upgrades. She posted a video on October 6th, although I didn't see it until yesterday, which as a recording is the 23rd, because apparently I live under a rock. Um, but it shows part of her new routine. And holy crap, guys, it is a thing of beauty. She connects a Takacha right into a full pirouette. So that means she doesn't do a kip cast handstand in between those two scales. And it is very, very cool. I know it's not technically a scale, that connection, but we don't see that very often. Um, it's much more common for gymnasts to put the pirouette first or to put a kit cast in between the two. Um, but I love her and her gymnastics and she is my dark horse for 2020. So I'm very, very grateful that she is posting training videos. Yeah. Jordan Childs has always been on my feelings team. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, okay. I'm going to be honest. She's not even on my feelings team. She's genuinely my dark horse. She was like genuinely my dark horse for a while. And then because of like the injury and the gym change and stuff, I was like, "Eh." but then because the gym change was to world champions and the pandemic gave her an extra year, like she's got a shot that I think people are forgetting about. Yeah. People are underestimating her for sure. For sure. Because her execution is better than a lot of people. It's so good. And people forget that she had an Aminar. Yeah. And the amount of floor passes that this girl can do. It's yes. Unreal. Her variety of skills. It's like Maggie Nichols level. She probably has like five routines 
for each event that she can do. I think her beam is like the most consistent. Yeah. But like everything else yeah. is just like, it's just yeah. whatever she feels like doing that day. And she's the one, she is the icon who originated the wolf Kino. <laughs> oh my God. But I, dude, I watched that live and I was like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Right. Were you there at that competition? No, no, I was just watching it. Oh, okay. I was just like, I was like watching it when it happened. And this was like before I was on the gym and stuff. And I was just like, what just happened? Yeah, no, it's, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I think it was 2018, 2018, it was before she changed to world champions, um, but 2018, 2017, um, uh, at nationals, um, Jordan Childs was on beam and she started doing a, uh, she was supposed to do like a double or a triple wolf turn, which is where they're in, they're crouching, squatting, squatting or crouching in a tuck stand with like one leg tucked under and the other out to the side. Also called a helicopter turn. Yeah, it's like kind of a helicopter turn. So um, she started turning and then lost her balance. So she stood up and then just kept turning and did a triple pirouette. Well, what happened was she lost her balance because her foot hit the the beam. beam. Yeah. So it caused her to stand up so that she didn't fall over. But that counted as a connection. So she accidentally connected a double wolf turn to a triple turn. Yeah, so she got a higher score. Her execution on her wolf, I think she got like a tenth off on her wolf turn. Maybe two or three, but yeah. Right, but she but she got she got extra difficulty for the triple pirouette. Because it was connected to a hard turn, not just like a triple connected to a single or anything like that. It was like a double wolf turn. It was insane. It's wild. She's never done it again. Oh no, because it was a mistake. Yeah, it's not like a skill. She was like, wait, I can do this. That was like a fluke. It was a fluke, but it, it we call it the wolf kino because it's a wolf turn connected to a Okino. Yeah, so the um the triple turn is triple pirouette on beam is is named after uh Betty Aquino. So yeah, we love Jordan Childs. Shout out Jordan Childs, go follow her, please. So our anonymous form is actually what formed the basis of today's entire episode. A new fan of gymnastics sent in the question, what resources do you recommend for people who want to get into gymnastics and what would be the most helpful to learn first if you're new to watching? Yeah, we think this is a great question and it's essentially sort of why we started this podcast in the first place. It's sort of what we want to do as we create more episodes to be able to be a one-stop shop where you can get not everything, but as much as possible. Um, And even if we don't have that answer, that we can direct you to other places that do have those answers or that information. But this question's great. And the more we discussed it, the more we realized that this wasn't just, oh, we'll answer it at the end of the episode. This is a question where we need to do an entire episode on this. So to the new fans or the fans out there listening to this podcast, this one is for you. Aren't all of the episodes for them? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) you're right um speaking of more seasoned fans though we are also going to be discussing the different things that some veterans of the gym turnout have experienced and learned over the years and hopefully their wisdom will help some of the newbies yeah they've seen it all the beauty of the internet is its interconnectivity i mean that's literally what it means right and it's transcendence through time which i guess a lot of people didn't expect when it first started Mm -mm. not at all and it's just so obviously a given of our entire lives. So it's just really beautiful to see like an interest that we like have this. And some people have been on the gym turnout forums as long as I've been alive. It's because you're a little baby. Shut up. I mean, I'm really only three years older than you, so it's not that much, but. But it's like a long three years. It really is, though. But anyway, you can't really discuss being a fan without discussing 
the gym internet in some way because it's not just social media it's the blogs it's the websites that are packed full of information and honestly it's the people too the gym internet is the people right it's not just online it's the people who are fans and who talk to each other and build a community but uh that information is sometimes borderline indecipherable for some of us if not completely nonsensical yeah exactly like the social media part is what's used to discuss what you see in competitions and YouTube videos or on the websites Katie just mentioned, as well as opinions and stuff and predictions. But if you don't understand what they're saying, then it's not worth even joining in on a conversation. You know, if, if, the, if you see phrases or terms that you don't know and they're using just like a lot of like jargon that you're just like, I have no idea what any of this means. You can't join in on the conversations. So you can't learn anything more. Right. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed and shut down by that uh, and discouraged. And, and that's hard. That's hard. Right. And that's why a lot of people don't join in for so long. Like I didn't because I was like, I have no idea what those guys are talking about. They must all be gymnasts. Exactly. That's how I feel when I read uh, new research on linguistic concepts that I don't really know that much about because it's all new terms. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, sorry, just a quick note. Uh, Talia and I both primarily exist on the gym internet through Twitter. Actually, I pretty much exclusively use Twitter. Um, I, over the years, different platforms have sort of reigned supreme over the gym internet, but Twitter seems to have the most amount of activity right now. With Instagram, I think is a close second for younger folks, but I'm borderline millennial, so I don't really use it that much. Um, and Facebook for older folk. Yeah, I've noticed that Instagram, it's a lot harder to, like, share opinions and, like, keep track of stuff. So a lot of the accounts that exist aren't, like, for fans. It's just, like, fans can follow them. Right. But, like, it's just, like, compilations or, like, reposts of other things. Like, on Twitter, you're really getting, like, like someone's account where they have opinions and likes and dislikes. And it's, like, still personal, even if it's anonymous. And I also... I also like use Reddit a lot and there is a gymnastics subreddit, but one, it's not very active, like especially on Reddit terms, it's teeny tiny. And two, always way and it's also way behind Twitter in terms of like any news that comes through. Like a link will be posted like a day after I found out about it on Twitter and I'm like, great, thanks. Um and two, it's also like way more offensive and rude. Like people are just so mean on Reddit, like very much like the Tumblr years. People are like that now on Reddit, but like you know that they're like older adults who are just like mean. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said Tumblr, uh Tumblr is where I started actually and Tumblr still exists, but I think a lot of people migrated away from Tumblr into Twitter over the last few years. And if you check out any gymnastics tags on Tumblr, they're not really recent or active. There are a lot of like gift sets and quotes and videos and stuff like that, but it's dated stuff. It's stuff mostly from the 2012 to 2016 quad and 2016 is when people started started migrating away from Tumblr. But I agree with Talia's take. Tumblr was very, very uh, hateful, I guess. I remember at one point, the first season I watched NCAA, I got, like, hate DMs for saying that I liked one of the LSU Leos. Yeah, that, like, doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. But a lot of the content that you find on Twitter is actually just consolidation from everywhere in the gym tonight, which is part of why you and I like it so much. And part of why, like, I suggest it to so many people when, like, they're trying to start out. Because there's 
YouTube videos and edits and analyses. There's upgrades that gymnasts are posting on Instagram that people are like linking on Twitter or on Snapchat that they'll tell you about. There are blogs that have Twitter accounts and they'll tweet out their new content. And then gymnasts and coaches and reporters and commentators, they all have Twitter accounts and they're always like interacting and stuff. So you, it's really like the best way to meet that community. Right, exactly. And the nice thing about Twitter is uh, in the same way that lots of people use Twitter, uh, very specifically journalists and sports folks, it's very easy to get up-to-date information about meets and things that are happening, uh, big announcements, stuff like that, because people tweet it really fast and add to the thread and go on. So that's one of the upsides of Twitter too. You can also see who the gymnasts and coaches and stuff that Talia mentioned, who they're interacting with, which sounds creepy in theory, but I don't know about you. I would really like to know if my favorite gymnast or coach is liking an abuser's tweeted excuse or a homophobic politician. You know, I think that would be something important. Yeah, exactly. And some people like to post what they find on Facebook as well. And some gym parents and coaches tend to complain on there without realizing that the whole world can see what they're posting or that like screenshots exist. And it clues you into the gossip and a lot of the backstory behind many stories that are circulating online. Yeah, beware. These people that are complaining in the way that's just, like, problematic tend to also be the ones who defend abusers, spew hate, and are not people that at least Talia and I like to associate with, like, at all. Um, But we do appreciate how hilarious these screenshots are. Yeah, keep them coming. But yeah, so when we talk about specific people or handles going forward, we usually mean Twitter, but if we mean something else, we'll specify. And that's, again, not to say that Twitter is the only place for gym content. It's just what we see and interact with the most and we know have the most following. Right. So what I've learned in my three years, four years on the gym internet, two years on Twitter, I guess, uh, is that there are sections of the gym internet. So there are some folks who transcend almost every section and are liked by all or almost all. Like, for example, there's a lot of the gymnastics news accounts, the update accounts, like Chalk It Up Blog, College Gym News, the Gymter.net, Double Double Gym Blog, Inside Gym, and the Balance Beam Situation. Um, those are just a few. And yeah, a lot of these accounts also have direct blogs online with vast amounts of information and they have things such as code of point breakdowns, discussions of teams and predictions and live blogs of competitions that are going on. They can also have opinion pieces, technique breakdowns, and so much more. And then other groups on the gym turn out, there's the stands, right? They're usually found together in group chats or all following each other's anonymous accounts. Um, you have the UCLA stands, the China gym stands, the Russian stands, the Aaliyah stands, which are a specific subset of the russian stands yeah there's loads of others and we could spend like half an hour listing them all but if you want an idea of who to follow just in general you can go check out the list of accounts that we follow on twitter either the simply saltos account or our personal accounts that's a really good place to start in in my opinion Yes, I agree with that. Um, especially this, the Simply Saltos one, because there's less followers on there. Like, we follow less people than our personal accounts. So it's easier to sort of, like, figure out who we're following and whatnot. And sort through it and stuff. And sort through it. Exactly. Thank you for, thank you for clarifying what I meant. I've also been, I've been on a mission since I started watching NCAA Gymnastics and I transferred to Twitter to try 
and follow every single NCAA gymnastics team Twitter account, whether they're active or not, like literally every team men's women's that has one, I try (laughs) to follow them. Uh, So both the podcast account and my personal account have a lot of follow, like I'm following a lot of people. Also, if we haven't followed you on the Simply Saltos account or even our personal accounts, like it's not because we don't like you. I just want to make sure that's 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 clear. Um, for me, it's because I have super bad ADHD and like I only follow in spurts of hyperfixation. So like it happens like once every like six weeks. Yeah, and then Twitter goes, "You're following too many people at once. You're banned." And then it like locks our account for the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's also little pockets of the gymternet outside of just like following countries or stuff. There's some that are based on gym interests, like the Aaliyah stands, like Katie said, the Gator fans. Shout out to us. Go Gators. <laughs> and also pockets of the gym internet based on location, like New York City, Texas, Chicago. Yep, Chicago. Woohoo! And thanks again to Izzy for bringing these two nerds together. Yeah. And by that, I mean us too, if that wasn't clear. It's us. Yeah, and chats are also dedicated to other interests, but that's just from people around the gym internet. If someone says, hey, does anyone want to make a group chat that's dedicated to this? And examples include Animal Crossing, K-pop, leotards, um, communism. No, I'm not kidding. Also, there are small groups of people who are close with each other and hate the other small groups of people who are close with each other. You could call them, I don't know clicks i guess as juvenile as that sounds but they're also pretty juvenile so yeah uh so about that um beware drama abounds here weary traveler the gym internet is full of people who have really strong opinions about everything so there are probably going to be some people that you piss off and probably some people that piss you off but that's okay we can't be best friends with everyone and all we have to remember is that it's not okay to cyberbully. And I can't believe we still have to say that, but insert the after school special here. Yeah, it's sad that we still have to say that, but sometimes it does still need to be said. And I absolutely feel like a school guidance counselor talking about it and I hate it, <laughs> but things feel less real on the internet because there's a screen in front of us because the people on the other side of the screen are icons of famous gymnasts and a lot of them are their photos. But they're still people, right? Yeah. And then there's also the actual famous gymnasts on yeah. Twitter. It's the catch-22 of Twitter gymternet, is that we have incredible proximity to the athletes that we watch. And in other sports, people tag athletes all the time, but the fan base is so much bigger that it gets lost in the shuffle. But on the gymternet, it's probably safe to assume that the athletes you're talking about them can see your tweets, even if you don't directly tag them. Right. And uh, again with these athletes because of the average age of athletes in the sport, they are young, right? A lot of these athletes that we talk about can be literal children. So that's something we got to be very careful about. And the vast majority, even if they're not children, definitely grew up with social media and use it just as much as you and I, or even more so, because a lot of them are younger than us. Absolutely. So yeah, outside of Twitter, there are still lots of websites, blogs, and YouTube channels that have so much information that can help you. The information just hasn't been consolidated well yet, so we're going to do a little bit of that now. Some of our favorite websites and blogs include the Balance Beam Situation, College Gym News, including the column by Katie called Technique Point. is It is my favorite. It's phenomenal. 
I live for technique point because I am a technique junkie. I think it is like, I want to know everything about everything. I want to know how bending your toe can affect your twist. I want to know it all. So she is sitting there telling you like, here's why this is a bad release versus a good release on bars that she's breaking it down literally frame by frame. Like I live for that. That's exactly what I'm looking for. It's incredible. She has she has a way of Katie Norris is who we're talking about, by the way. Um, she writes the technique points columns. And she also has a Twitter account. She does. And I highly suggest you follow. At Katie Gymnastics. KT, two letters. She has a way of breaking down the things that other people just sort of put out there and expect other people to understand, right? So the words that we use like floaty or flare or other things like that. Or set. Or set. Or basic things. Basic things about like a hurdle, a set. Things like that that we kind of understand in in abstract concept. But like really, if you haven't done gymnastics or if you haven't done gymnastics to a high level, it's really hard to understand how those things like affect each other in a domino way, right? Like domino effect of one thing affects each other. So her explanations do a great job of really tying all of that together about how kicking up your legs like a second earlier is going to completely change like the level of your skill. So it's just, she's great. She's great. Yeah. And outside of technique point, there's also the metal count and the gymter.net. Shout out to Lauren. We love you. We love her. You can also check out thecodeofpoints.com to find examples of every skill in the Code of Points in gymnastics. There is also a clickable uh, explanation page of the Code of Points on the balance beam situation that I think Talia uses pretty often. Yeah, my favorite is that it lists all the various names for each skill. So if you look up one online and you click the balance beam situations page, you can get the name, like what every person might call it. So it could be like, like, for example, it could be like a full twisting double layout, or it could be considered a Trusavitna, or it could be considered like what it's called in Code of Points, like all those things. And as for YouTube channels, they can also really come in handy. And there can be compilations, explanations, Code of Point videos, um, other rules that are involved in gymnastics, skill names, and like like a whole video talking about all the different Takaja variations. Some questionable uploads of competition broadcasts, you name it. They're definitely illegal, but we're still going to watch them. Yeah. Some of our favorite channels include Sport Everywhere, Flip Five Tumble, Gymnasty, Artistic Gymnastics, and Gym Fan Channel. There are many more than that, but these are the ones that I like to watch the most. I'm not going to name any of the channels that upload videos at competitions because they're technically pirated content, but if you search any competition's name and year, you should be able to find it on YouTube. And if you can't, you should tweet it tweet about it and someone will have a link for you they'll know where to find it somebody usually has it yeah the olympic channel uh the channel for fig and individual country countries federations also usually have their own channels and they upload a lot of videos of performances from gymnasts and sometimes full competitions or streams of them too a reminder that before i joined the gym turnout on twitter last year i learned almost all of my gymnastics knowledge solely from youtube it is just full of stuff and damn that algorithm is good at sucking you in and turning you into a super fan in secret before you realize what's happening yeah absolutely also i want to make sure so talia said the fig or the fig um which is a whole debate in and of itself but uh that stands for i don't know how to say the actual name it's like some it's like french or something it's it's french essentially it's the international or the global governing body of all 
variations in forms, disciplines of gymnastics, artistic gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics, trampoline, uh, tumbling, all of those things. So uh, people will abbreviate it as FIG, or I just say fig in my head, but some people say FIG. I do both. It just depends on my mood. And then finally podcasts um (laughs) we would be remiss if we didn't bring up other podcasts that inspired us to start this one yeah katie actually has a gymnastics podcast master list on her twitter so i will let her handle this yeah i am the self-proclaimed gymternet master list queen so naturally i know about lots of gym podcasts my personal favorites are hi ho which is the half in half out podcast which we mentioned last episode there's the routine, which is a mother and a daughter uh, talking about mostly NCAA gymnastics, but in general, a lot of stuff. I didn't know that it was a mother and a daughter. Yeah, it's really great. And the daughter's name is Chelsea. I don't remember the mother's name. I'm so sorry. I'm really, really bad with names. But Chelsea used to be a NCAA gymnast. Chelsea competed in, in college. So that's so sweet. Yeah, it's really, really great. There's the All Things Gymnastics podcast, which is which is run by the people who started the Triple Twist Gym Blog. And it's really great. Shout out to them. Go follow them, please. All of those are run by fellow Gymtronet members. And then two more that I want to mention are 30 for 30 ESPN's podcast, specifically the season titled Heavy Metals and Believed. But I want to put out a trigger warning for both of those podcasts because they cover stories that include multiple forms of abuse in the gymnastics world. They are completed and they are investigative podcasts, but they're deep dives into some of the darkest parts of the sport. And they're really important. So just tread forward with caution if you decide to listen to those podcasts. Um, but there are plenty more, and the link to the podcast master list will be on our website. So to get a real feel for the Gymternet, both past and present, we sent out a call for veterans of the Gymternet to answer a little questionnaire about their time throughout their years. And this is what we heard from them. So first, we just want to say thank you to everybody who filled out this questionnaire and was willing to answer questions for us. Um, We got a lot of responses, and we really appreciate that. And they clearly spent time on it because it was not the shortest questionnaire, and we got quite a few responses. Yeah. Yeah, so we ended up getting answers from people who have been part of the gym turnout for as short as eight years to as long as 25 years, so literally longer than both of us have been alive. And they also started on message boards a lot of the time, and some of them that we heard about were Out of Boundness, IG, which is International Gymnast, GymN.net, WWGym, and AOL, of all things. They also frequented gymnasts and clubs' personal websites and eventually moved on to early Tumblr and Twitter. Um, So we asked a bunch of different questions, but one of the things that we asked was, what has changed over time versus what has stayed the same? And... The general consensus was the fact that the gym turnout has pretty much gotten nicer on the whole, but there are still some serious yikes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and one one person put it really well that I want to read their entire quote. They said, quote, People used to be way meaner, or at least way meaner to me and where I've seen. There are people who would tell you to kill yourself if you liked Sean over Nastia or vice versa. People were ridiculous. I think the quote-unquote woke culture of a lot of these platforms these days has really been helpful in the way that people treat each other and being more positive, both towards each other and towards the athletes. People would legit mock children for falling and stuff, using names that were, I'm not going to repeat. Yeah, no, they're really bad. Yeah. 
was a thing that a lot of people said after 2010 Worlds. Someone would be crucified for saying something similar now. It was commonplace then. It's not okay, but it was just different. People being negative regarding skills hasn't changed. Like people bitching about toe point or ring shapes or things like that. And to be fair, if people are going to bitch, that is what they should be bitching about. Not making personal attacks on gymnasts. Correct. So yeah, I just love that. I love that whole quote. Right. Correct. And that is what we just talked about, about cyberbullying, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. Especially over gymnastics. Don't make me like make a gymnastics dare poster of like, just don't do it or whatever. Just say no. <laughs> like, don't make me do that because I will if I have to. <laughs> she will. <laughs> Someone else said that something they noticed changing a lot is that people are now able to interact with the gymnasts and learn way more about their personal lives than ever before, which can lead to some more insights and more openness in the sport. But people also forget that a, some of the gymnasts are children again, and B that they're still real people who have their own lives and opinions and feelings outside of gymnastics. So again, just don't freaking cyberbully. Other obvious changes have been not having to wait weeks for someone to upload a single gif or gif of a skill or a recording of a competition that you had no other access to, usually you can find whatever you're looking for now. And a lot of the older members of the gym are saying, you guys take that for granted. And I'm like, oh, I definitely do. Because oh, when they were explaining it on there, I was reading through and I was like, you poor babies. And she was like, just having to wait 15 minutes for my internet to dial up before I could check the gymnastics form. You guys are so lucky. Yeah, somebody, somebody wrote about uh, some gymnast that they met in person when they went to a meet and they had a video iPod, which for you, you youngins who don't know what that is, um, it was a big deal, right? Like an iPod that had video, could play video on the iPod was a big deal. That's insane. Crazy. So they had a video iPod with them and they showed the video of this gymnast. Sorry. So Tyler just told me it was Boganskaya, but, um, they so they I guess that she had never seen a video of herself competing before and they showed that video to Boganskaya and like got to show that video to her from the video iPod and it was so cool right right yeah no it's incredible it's like um uh in musical theater when there are actors who like see their bootlegs for the first time and they're like i've never seen myself do this role (laughs) it's like so funny it's like technically they're illegal but like you know just just right um things that have stayed the same obviously the drama um again weird traveler be aware um (laughs) there has always been drama between prominent members over certain opinions etc but the age of fans has gotten younger so that can cause a little bit more right. drama and a little bit more speaking without thinking, children. Yes. <laughs> Our prefrontal cortex are not fully formed until we're, what, 25? Yeah. yeah. So we're not so even there yet, dude. We're not even there yet, dude. We're still <laughs> children, it's fine. Not really, yeah. but you know what I mean. And then one other thing that has changed a lot is that message boards used to consist primarily of coaches and gymnasts just discussing the sport, not as much fans, and now it's very much the opposite. So I think that's really interesting that like before it was like people discussing skills and routines and stuff because like they had no idea what anyone else was doing because there was no social media. Right. And now there's like they're all handling it like privately and yeah. then publicly is like the fans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. 
another question that we asked was the question I was most interested in asking and excited to see the response for was the weirdest, most wild or obscure thing that has happened during your time on the Gymtranet and or your favorite piece of drama or gossip that you have seen happen. Um, and we got some incredible responses, y'all. Yeah, we did. Some we're not going to share, but... So, yeah, some we're not going to share. But thank you for entertaining us. Thank you for entertaining us. <laughs> Very exciting. The first one was Jordan Weaver flight tracking. That's all I have to say. Like, an act, the actual quote of what the person said. And... If y'all don't know what this is about, I don't think Talia really knows what this is about. I don't even, I, I've heard of it in passing. It was always like, guys, do you remember when we when we tracked Jordan Weaver's flight? And I'm like, you what now? <laughs> okay, so for, for context, Jordan Weaver is the head coach of Arkansas Women's Gymnastics. 2020 was her first season as the, Arcan- the head coach. 2019, she was the floor coach for UCLA Women's Gymnastics. And 2019 was also Miss Val's last season as head coach. And with Miss Val retiring, we thought that Chris Waller would take over as head coach, obviously, and he did, and that Jordan Weaver would be promoted to uh, associate coach, and she'd actually get paid because she was a volunteer before. And that didn't happen. So we were all, like, very confused because Jordan is very, very great. She's a great coach. She's incredible. Like, the things that she did for UCLA Sport is incredible. And there was one day, and I don't know how it started because I had school or work or something, and I logged mm-hmm. on halfway into it. But there was one day where all of a sudden Jordan Weaver was on a flight, and somebody found a way to track the flight, and had and they guessed before she even landed that she was going to be the new head coach of Arkansas based on that flight. Based on the flight. Based on the flight, and she was. Yeah. See, I think I I might have been like on the gym internet when this was happening. But, like, I don't think I was, like, following any of the people that were, like, involved with it directly, maybe. Yeah, it's – it was wild. It was wild. I remember coming back and seeing the aftermath of, like, seeing – I saw – because you see, like, the newest tweets first, and then you see the oldest ones, right? So I scrolled and I said, ooh, Jordan Weaver's the new Arkansas head coach. And then I scrolled down and saw the people descending slowly into Madness. tracking mode. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, this oh is – and that's the, that's the level of – I don't want to say extreme, but dedicated dedication that the gym turnout is and like the level of sleuthing that is that we are capable. Not we, not me, because I'm not capable of that shit. But other people That's are capable. That's not true. You found some weird stuff. You've you've gone deep. Like what? Like with Katie. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, okay. So you don't you know, know which Katie we're talking. We could be talking about we could Katie talk about right Annie now. Katie. We could talk about Annie Katie. We could talk about but, me right now. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm saying you're not get. Um, you're not innocent here. Yeah, I know. I'm not innocent. Okay, you're right. Um, but I, in general, that is, there are some people in the gym internet that really, really are capable of going that deep and like being that invested in that in that sort of deep research and like what other people would refer to as stalking. But I don't like using that term. Yeah. Kind of stalkery, though. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, no, that's... That is the weirdest thing that has happened in my time on the gym tonight as well, so... Yeah, some other pieces of drama. Usually, anytime Svetlana Korkina says anything, that causes drama because... Every time. Because there's half the people who will agree with whatever she says just because of who she is, and then half the people are like, are you listening to the things that she says with her mouth? Everything that's come out of her mouth. <laughs> just everything. <laughs> Somebody also 
vaguely wrote, taking shots after NCAAs with a spicy losing team. No identifying information of a year or a team. But um, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> because I'm sure that would be hilarious. Yeah, another... A few people actually wrote about this. A gym nerd catfished the gym internet by pretending that they were an elite gymnast and eventually they were found out and there was like a weird apology post or something. We're not positive because we weren't around for this, but like a couple people brought this up. It wasn't just one person. Yeah, I remember people talking about it a few years ago. It gets like vaguely mentioned from time to time. Yeah, I remember people talking about it a few years ago. I don't know if it happened a few years ago. I I don't know how long ago it happened, but it seemed to have started quite a few years ago. Yes, I do remember people talking about how significant it was, though, and how, like, incredibly shocking it was that this person was not actually an elite gymnast. But that's all we really know about it, so. Yeah. Um, And then somebody, I'm going to read the whole thing that this person uh, commented, because it is very interesting. I'm proud of them. Yes, very interesting. I was at the 05 U.S. Classic, Nastia's senior elite debut, where she did her, quote, quad. It was a three and a half. In parentheses, they say it was a three and a half. And yeah. Sean's first junior elite meet. Yeah, it was a three and a half. Like, a three and a half. Nobody, nobody's questioning that. The bigger thing was that Dominique Mochianu was there for her first comeback competition, doing vault and meme. She earned what we thought was enough to petition to nationals. Then USAG had a, quote, hearing online, like a call-in thing, with Dominique, Mike, press, members of the elite committee, etc. Somehow I, the person who wrote this, was able to dial in and take notes in real time to share on GGMB, which is a blog, something like a forum. forum. Apparently it was a very exclusive forum. But they made up some BS reason to not let Dami go to nationals, so I wore a t-shirt when I went to nationals in Indianapolis that year that said, Hey Marta, where's Dami with a photo of uh, Dominique's split handstand. And Marta apparently saw it and was not amused at this person's shirt. And I think that is I, hilarious because I think that whole thing is iconic. We hate the Corollis. We yes, hate we them. Yes, we do in this house. We hate, we hate the Corollis. Any inconvenience to Marta is, is a water for our crops. Me. <laughs> is is great um yeah so that's hilarious so thank you for sharing that with us thank you for being so petty that you put something on a t-shirt and that was a lot harder to do in 05 than it is now yes exactly so prop props i'm planning scorching t-shirts to wear during olympic trials so very excited about that yeah. yes um, another question that we asked was, what have you veterans learned from the gym internet over the years? And a lot of them obviously said a lot about gymnastics as a sport, the code, techniques, but also that gymnastics is a really good basis for friendship. Um, yeah. Which I think is really sweet. Yeah, which is the basis for our friendship, too. And it's not like you're the only friendship that I made because of it. I have, right. like... Shout out to Margo. We Margo! miss and love you. Hope you're doing good in Germany. She's going to freak out when she hears that. I know. (laughs) Someone also made this point, quote, that these are real people and not just athletes who exist for us to consume. I mean, of course I knew that, but the gym turnout has reinforced it many times and in many ways. And again, we talked about that multiple times already. It's incredibly important to remember that these are people with feelings. And we're going to keep bringing that up. 
we're going to keep bringing it up. We're never going to stop bringing it up because they, these are people with feelings. This is a discourse that I feel very strongly about. And it's, it's a little bit different for gymnastics because most gymnasts aren't celebrities on a national scale like Simone is or like other big musicians and stuff like that. But something that I believe very strongly in is that celebrities are not public property. Like they're humans mm-hmm. first and foremost. They can do whatever they want. They owe us nothing except for like, so like they owe us some things. I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I yeah. mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they owe us to like not support white supremacists. The bare minimum. They don't owe us the details of their love life. You know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. Right. Exactly. Right. The next thing we asked is what is missing from the gymnet? <laughs> and there were a bunch of great answers, but my personal <laughs> favorite was quote, critical thinking. End quote. <laughs> Which is just... <laughs> hilarious and i really appreciate that i saw that and i was like true great true (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny it's very funny yeah so also one other person said quote everyone is entitled to their opinions and just because they don't match yours does not make them any less valid i think that just is another thing to remember especially with the whole cyberbullying thing just remember that just because someone else doesn't like wolf turns doesn't mean you can hate them for it or because someone does like wolf turns, i.e. me, doesn't mean that you can hate them for it. Do you, wait, did you say you do or don't like wolf turns? I do. Oh, okay. That's fine. I like them okay, when they're done you. well. Yeah. See, most people are just like, they're hideous. They're disgusting. And I'm like, okay, Nastia. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, okay, so we should probably explain what you mean by that. So for those of you who don't know <laughs> what she means by that, um... Nastia Lukin hates wolf turns, apparently. So Nastia Lukin commentates on NBC, and she's commentated since 2013, 2012, something like that. Um, But she, every time somebody does a wolf turn. She goes, not my favorite skill. Exactly. That's exactly what she says. She doesn't say any other way. She goes, here's a wolf turn, not my favorite skill. Yeah, exactly. And I just, all right, Nastia, I get it. Exactly. So, yeah, no, so... Yes. And wolf turns are one of the things that people have strong opinions about, but... Either you love them or you hate them. Yes. Well, I, I... I'm pretty, like, neutral about them, to be honest with you, unless they're very ugly. All right, excuse But me. I also understand, as a dancer, like, I cannot imagine doing a turn that low to the ground. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I've tried. I can't find a space that's, like, big enough for my leg to swing around without hitting it. Right! That's... It's such a wide circumference. I didn't realize how long my legs were. Yes, exactly. All right, so the last section that we have is just some other things that didn't really fit into anything that we split up, or just some things that people wanted to add. Um, One person said, quote, because of your post and this survey, I just looked up an old gymnastics email pen pal from around 1996. Which is when I was born. Yeah, so before I was born, when Katie was born. She's out there doing exactly what she wanted to do when we were kids, despite some real challenges in her life. I'm strangely proud of her, even though we haven't had any contact at all since the 90s. I sent her a message, so we'll see if she remembers me or just thinks it's creepy. I think that this is so sweet. I love this. I'm so glad that, like, we had a part in this. That was just, that made me so happy to read. I was like, yes, 96. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. 100%. This made me, this made me tear up a little bit. I'm a, I'm an emotional, I'm an emotional person and this made me tear up a little bit. This is so awesome. I'm so glad that you felt like th- that this was something you wanted to do and I'm so glad that you did it. Um, If you want to give us a, an anonymous form update of if this person responds. Yeah, just, just let us know in the anonymous form. Would be great. If you didn't listen to this podcast, I'm sorry. If you don't want to, also fine, I guess. Yeah. 
And then this last quote actually is just going to go a little bit into what we want to discuss before we get into our last segment. Um, Katie, take it away. Somebody wrote, quote, I do think the gym internet has this weird thing about treating gymnasts like fragile dolls by starring out, and by that they mean asterisks, using asterisks, their name and such. It is a sport. They are public figures. We have a right to discuss anything that is public information in a respectful tone. If they or their families are bothered by it, they don't have to read it. Now, I agree with part of this, and I disagree with a large part of it. So this goes back to my concept of celebrities are not public property right and these are children right those two things okay they're not public figures if you are a 16 year old competing at u.s nationals you're not a public figure and i don't mean that in a way of like putting someone down they are a 16 year old who is competing in an incredibly hard sport that is known for in a very abusive culture And they have been deprived of so many social events throughout their lives. They are not a public figure that you have the right to talk about. And even in a respectful tone, no, I'm sorry. Like, I get what you mean, but I don't, I don't agree that we have the right to like. Say whatever we want. Say whatever we want. And even if it's in a respectful tone, I don't think that we have the right to talk about anything that's public information because here's the thing, right? So this, this just happened last week. The last episode of Defying Gravity came out, which is a YouTube documentary and there, or the second to last episode. I don't know. Yeah. It was the second to last one. There was a part about Grace McCallum and her family. And it was very clearly edited together in a way that made things look a certain way. For the, for the narrative of the story. Correct. Right. For the narrative of the story. And unfortunately, the gym internet took it a very bad way and went off with it and ran with it. And Mrs. McCallum, I don't know her first name, I'm sorry, had to go to Twitter and to to explain herself. And explain why her like why her family was portrayed in that way. And I'm like, I don't think that one should ever have to defend themselves like that. Exactly. Even though that information was in Defying Gravity, we have no right to any information about their finances. None. Just because they talked about roughly some sort of financial thing. Or like how, or like the, the sibling dynamic of the family. We have no idea from a, from a 30 minute documentary that was heavily yeah. edited. Absolutely. We have because no here's idea. The thing. A, we have no idea. B, if you want to go off this, this, if you want to go off this train of thought that these gymnasts are public figures, that means their siblings aren't. So the dynamic between them and their siblings? And their families no. aren't. And their family. Exactly. Their families aren't. So. Or like talking yes. about like Simone's family and like what's gone on of that. Like there's just some things that you don't need to bring up even if it's the gym. Right. Yeah. So in keeping with that, a lot of people try to um, cover gymnasts. So like keep their eyes away from harmful opinions by censoring out their names with asterisks. And the more controversial opinion, the more asterisks you're gen- generally find within the name. And sometimes it'll just be like a single vowel is asterisked out just so that you can't search that name. But sometimes it's like literally just like, quote, 10 stars is an overrated gymnast. And you have to like sit there and count the stars and figure out like what name this may or may not spell out. And I think that's just ridiculous. Yeah, to be frank, I find those tweets incredibly grating. Uh, specifically the ones that are like 10 stars is an, uh, is an overrated gymnast. I get asterisk out one letter especially if it's a minor like i get that um but 
the ones that are just like all asterisks, I find them incredibly annoying and grating. What's the point of tweeting it? Especially as a neurodivergent person, right? Because it makes no sense to me. I don't get it. I don't understand what is the point of tweeting a quote hot take if there's no way to know what that hot take is. And B, I only vaguely understand that it's kind of supposed to be a joke, but like I really don't. Yeah, and then you have people like commenting, wait, is it this person? Wait, is it that person? Wait, is it this person? And then it's just like you're using their name still, right. bro. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I get that people mean it's a joke and they do it for fun or whatever, but when it's completely asterisked out, it kind of defeats the purpose. Right. All right. So how does any of this that we've answered throughout the episode answer the question that prompted this episode? Obviously, we gave you a lot of info and there are a lot of things to learn. So what do we recommend first? So first, we recommend to watch competitions. Listen to the commentation if you can, if they're in a language or if you are able to find subtitles if you need them or things like that, because they often name the skills that are being done as well as possible deductions that they spot or exceptional technique that they might see. Watch them live, watch them on YouTube, watch NCAA, watch the watch JO, watch anything you can to understand gymnastics in all of its forms. Absolutely. Uh, but a caveat, be aware that the NBC commentators tend to dramatize and over-exaggerate things. They do talk about skills and they do talk about names and stuff like that. And that's how I learned a lot of the basics of gymnastics. But take a lot of what they say with a grain of salt mm-hmm. specifically tim daggett is like the only person that i've ever heard use the words mount and dismount to refer to the first and last floor passes for a gymnast yeah, that's always so weird like here's the dismount and i'm like it's a double pike She's exactly not dismounting off of anything it's so so like if you hear that like know that i guess it's technically real like true because it's the first and last pass but nobody nobody refers to it like that not at least also, not like technically the gymnast might do another split pass after a leap or turn or something after the last right. pass and then is that the dismount exactly you tell me tim exactly right yeah i love you so much um also start watching youtube videos that break down different skills difficulty levels and the scoring of routines these are really the best way to understand how scores specifically difficulty scores work and how they work with the scores that you're seeing come across your screen. Um, At any point, if you hear a phrase, try to look it up. If you want a specific explanation of something, there's usually at least one blog, if not more than them, that will have an explanation if you know where to look. Um, But if you don't, usually other people do. Uh, That's the really great thing about the Gymtronet is that we information Mm -hmm. share as much as possible. And if you really, really can't find it and you've looked for it, just ask us. Like, seriously, that's what we're here for. And that's what our anonymous form is for. It's the perfect place to ask questions that you may feel embarrassed about. But I want to make it clear, there are no embarrassing questions, no ridiculous questions, no stupid questions, just like they say to you in elementary school. We will answer everything as thoroughly as we can. Right. So if you're comfortable, start engaging either with us or create a Twitter and it can be completely anonymous and just start following other accounts like ones that we follow if you need a place to start. People will tweet about current competitions, videos that they made or that they like, and have discussions about techniques and judging so that you can understand how the gymnasts do their skills and get their scores. Right. Start asking questions. People will answer you. Um, before you know it, you're going to be making tons of real friends. Like, uh, like, like me and Tony. Like we have. Yeah. yeah. Like, I really didn't expect it at first, and it, it started kind of slow, but all of a sudden you find out that this person 
like likes the same things you do and then you start talking and then like like you just you end up interacting a little bit more just publicly and then like you have like a specific question for them so then you dm them and then you start dming all the time and then all of a sudden you're like hey dming is really annoying let's go on like let's switch to this other platform or something and all of a sudden you're texting and then all of a sudden you're texting all the time and then all of a sudden you're starting a podcast (laughs) that's exactly yeah (laughs) yeah just like friends and like other people that like i'm like okay friends with that like we dm occasionally you're like i have a lot of like okay friends that i made because of the animal crossing gym internet group chat yeah there are so many examples for me too like i had an extra ticket to olympic trials and one of the incredible people from the chicago gym internet bought my extra ticket and we're going together and like we met once because she and a couple other people came over to my house to watch a ncaa meet right before the mm-hmm. pandemic happened yeah and when margo and i were going to the american cup together um someone in the chicago gym Chinook group asked she was like hey me and my friend want to go but we don't really have a ride we thought we were gonna have one and we don't so i was like hey i've never met you before but i will drive you and like i did i, I wouldn't recommend that normally no. but given how much i knew of the chicago gym Chinook, like, because like i knew the people in there i i knew all these people were people beforehand right again be careful when you're doing this yeah absolutely and i i also want to put in two there like even if even if you don't make like best friends like Talia and I or Talia and Margo or whatever. There are still a lot of great connections that you can make on the gym internet. Like for example, at Sam is a dancer. Dr. Sam is very, very passionate about getting people registered to vote and getting people out there to vote. But she's also like a scientist and stuff. So she has helped register people in the gym internet and like help them make voting plans. She helped me find information in New York state because I'd never voted in New York state before. So like mm-hmm. things like that, there are people who even if you're not best friends, like the gym internet protects our own and we're there for each other. Um, like the other day, somebody who was a Trump supporter like came at me in a tweet and then like Lauren and Kendra and one other person like <laughs> stood up for me and I was like, oh my God, guys, guess I loved. Also, I just want to add, I know we spent a lot of time talking about being careful with minors and being careful with other people and not cyberbullying. And we also just talked a lot about talking with people and making friends and like meeting up people we had never met like never seen before in real life i want to be clear that those things can coexist together those things can go coexist together right you can be really careful about talking to other people online and also eventually become great friends with people and meet Mm -hmm. them in real life right so Mm -hmm. you don't have to only choose one you can you can do both yeah and like we're not going to give you like an internet guide of how to be safe but like Use your best judgment. And if, like, they're being sketchy, they're probably sketchy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, again, to wrap up this episode, we wanted to give a quick shout-out to the women's gymnastics team of the University of Alaska in Anchorage. The team is in danger of being eliminated from the sports program at the university, and they're sending out an all-points bulletin to the rest of the gymnastics community to help raise enough money to keep the program alive. Every NCAA gymnastics program is an important one, and... Sadly, with the pandemic, we've seen too many schools cut their programs. We want to do everything we can to help support and save this team. They're looking for donations and or pledges until they raise $888,000. They need at least half in donations and half in pledges by February 15, 2021. You can donate to their GoFundMe and find links to support them on our website. We understand that things can be tough right now with the pandemic, so if you aren't able to donate, please at least share the link with those in your circles and on social media, if you can. Until they raise enough money, we'll be making this announcement on the show, and we'll also have a link to the donation page on our website. Also, next episode... 
we're going to have somebody from UAA come on the show and tell us about their fundraising goals and the program. Saving this program is going to take the whole Gymtonet, so please support and share however you can. But yeah, so the gymnasts are also going to be helping to answer some questions about NCAA as a whole for our next episode, Real NCAA Gymnasts, on an episode that we made about NCAA gymnastics on our podcast. Can someone please pinch me? Pinch you? I'm the NCAA mega fan here, okay? But it but just feels so real! It does. It's very exciting. Uh, I love NCAA. It's it's. You can see this in our bios on our website, but I, I prefer NCAA over Elite. It's so much fun for me to watch, so... We are very, very excited uh, for the next episode. So be sure to look out for that next episode, which will be released about two weeks from now or on November 13th. This has been Simply Saltos. I'm Katie. And I'm Talia. Thank you. Thanks.